Welcome back, everybody. It's Parenting Naked. This is hard. We are today going to just make it lighthearted. We just know that in the world today, there's a lot of big, heavy things happening. Um, I hopefully some of it is feeling a little bit lighter, but today we wanted to just talk about some funny joys of parenting, little little things that we've experienced with our kids. Um, and I apologize because we are so grass, grassroots, we are at home and you can hear little Memphis crying in the background. Hopefully it's not too loud. Uh, he wants mommy to make, cook him breakfast instead of just heat something up or have a yogurt. So <laughs> he's, he's <laughs> melting in the background right now. Um, and don't worry, uh, dad's out uh, with him, but dad's not good enough apparently. <laughs> <laughs> his breakfast doesn't taste as good I guess not yeah <laughs> you know it's so funny because both so this is something that started out as just like a, a gesture of love and caring for my kids I make them chocolate milk every morning and it's like carnation instant breakfast so it's you know I want them to have kind of a good start to the day I know that's probably a lot of sugar but I don't care We've got vitamins and it, you know, I, I, oh God, I started heating it up for them in the morning. I don't know why. And again, it started out as something just really, really loving. Like, I love you guys. I'm going to greet you in the morning with your warm chocolate milk. And it has turned into a total shit show. Uh, <laughs> Randall can't make it because he doesn't make it correctly, even though we do it the exact same way. You know, if we accidentally put it in a cup that they don't want, I mean, yeah. it, it was just turned into like this nightmare of a process <laughs> now. So just a word to the wise, if you start a routine and it's out of love and kindness, I think there needs to be a hard stop or you teach your kids how to take that over because if that routine is broken in the morning, it's like the end of the world for at least 30 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> so, that's what we're running into this morning is I'm looking back going, God, that turned out so sweet. Like the intention behind that was just to be so sweet and to show my love. And now it is like a horrific thing that I have to face every morning. If I You've been it doing done. it for eight years. I eight remember when it started. Years. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Gretchen. I remember. <laughs> a long time. You know, all good things must come to an end, Misty. So I perhaps know. you can talk to them about that and maybe... You have to transition the routine. <laughs> we're going to, yeah, we're going to have to do something or Zoe's going to have to like take the, the torch because she yeah. knows how to do it. And maybe, maybe the microwave breaks or <laughs> however you warm it. I don't know if it's on the stove or what, but yeah. Well, I got smart with Memphis in the context of I don't heat his up because I'm like, I'm not going down that world with him. He can have it cold and he likes it cold, which is nice. You're lucky. Yeah. Both my kids, both their AM and their PM bottles are warm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you're just like, oh, you know, I have my coffee every morning. It's just the thing. So they should have their thing. Mm-mm. <laughs> no <laughs> stop there exactly. five-year-old shouldn't have a sippy cup at bedtime I mean let's be real <laughs> isn't it funny how we hold on to those things like I didn't want Zoe to transition out of her bottle 
because then she wasn't a baby anymore right and you're just like "Mm, like I don't want her to grow up so then yeah and then she has a sippy cup until she's nine and just you know just for like a milk the milk but like her friends definitely um okay we've transitioned to like a, a a cup that has a straw in it now but some of her friends when they would sleep over would be like you're still drinking out of a sippy cup and I could see her starting to feel a little bit embarrassed by it like yeah back off like I love it um so yeah those sippy cups I've accidentally lost I'm putting quotes I've accidentally lost them so we can at least transition them so when their friends come over they're not like that's weird (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot, Danan. I know that you have some funny stories that you were going, excuse me, going to tell about when your kids were a little bit younger, even now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me preface this by saying um, it's fun to be able to look back at these stories and laugh now. Uh, In those moments, they created a little maybe guilt or shame. Um, at one point I was parent shame. Well, both points I was parent shamed. You be the judge. Anyhow, um, there, Andrew's my first and I had him when I was 24 and I was a fairly recent grad from my bachelor's program. And I did a lot of studying. My degree was in psychology. So I studied a lot of death and dying. And if it wasn't death and dying, I did a lot of, um, human sexuality, And of course, I graduated just very, you know, this liberal feminine uh, figure and was just very solid in my, uh, on my feet and in my own skin that um, I had a friend who was having a bachelorette party and I just had this great need to buy her feather slippers. Well, I don't know if anyone's ever gone to look at for feather slippers and, you know, to age, age me, this was back in the early 2000s. So Amazon wasn't a big thing. I probably yeah. could find them anytime now. So I went to my local sex shop, Fascinations here in Denver. We'll give them a little plug because they've That's been right. there for, uh, not in Denver, in Glendale. They've been there forever. Right by Shop and, and Willie's. Right. They've been here forever too. So, um, I, I didn't give it a second thought. I packed up Andrew, put him in the car. He was maybe 10, 11 months old. And I brought him into the store with me. I Mm -hmm. really didn't give this a second thought. So the clerk in the store says, Oh, how old's your son? And, And I look at the clerk and I'm like, Oh, what a delight. This young man is, you know, noticing how adorable my baby is and he's paying attention to us right Mm -hmm. and I said oh you know he's 11 months whatever and he said well you know um when they turn 12 months old when they they hit a year old we we tend to frown upon them coming into the store then it becomes a human services issue (laughs) (laughs) yeah I work in human services, right? That's, I was working in that field and I just, I was stunned. I don't, I don't know, just naive, liberal woman, new mom. I thought, well, well, it it didn't bother me that he was in a sex shop. Plus he was 11 months old. He, was he even going to remember it? So 
Anyhow, I, I did feel a little shame, but I look back today and I think it's hilarious. I share the story with Andrew. I hope he goes through it someday too, you know? I, but now he knows. Yeah, be merry. Take your newborn to the sex shop. And I, I don't know, while you're there, buy yourself something. Enjoy that. <laughs> Go make well, another baby. How, how old do you think that clerk was? Oh my gosh, he couldn't have been more than... Uh, he, he was younger than me and I was still a young mom. I had Andrew when I was 25. Yeah. So I don't know. He couldn't have been more than 22, 23 years old. I mean, we were probably very comparable in age, but. <laughs> well, I mean, that's one so of those anyhow. things would, you don't know until you know, right? <laughs> uh, because yeah. I did something very similar to that. Like I knew exactly <laughs> what I needed to go in, but they met me at the door. And I think Zoe was a little bit younger and they're like, you can't bring your baby in here. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't Why make not? sense. It doesn't make sense to me. I know. Well, yeah. I mean, I think if you look at it from a lens of like predators or something Absolutely. like that, right? So Absolutely. I think for those of us who don't think in that <laughs> lens, that it's just like any store, like you should be able yeah. to go into any store yeah. and purchase something. But yeah, these weird rules where you're like, oh, I guess in hindsight, that makes sense. But and yeah. for sure, I mean, working with youth that had been sexually victimized, I would never condone this, right? We, yeah. Would it be appropriate to take your son or daughter into a sex shop if they were old enough to know or feel uncomfortable around it? For yeah. sure. No way. So for yeah. any of our listeners, don't get me wrong. It's not something that I would even do with my 19-year-old. That's his thing. That's his <laughs> life. And, you know, then I have my life. But um, I, I, I don't know. It's just a funny... Uh, kind of uh, aha moment as a new mom that I look back and laugh yeah. about. It's so. not a dirty bird, you. You're <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Do you think, is it, can you take a kid into a liquor store? Yeah. You can. In Colorado, you're allowed to. Yeah, okay. They I, just, I definitely went into the liquor store with my dad when I was a kid. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. They're not allowed to touch anything. So... Mm. which is interesting like they're not allowed to touch anything because I know when I've gone into total bed bridge with like Zoe or Adler you know when we're getting ready to check out they you know they put all the kid stuff right there and the clerk mm -hmm. was like don't let them touch anything because if so I can't sell you anything and I'm oh. like it's chocolate like you have that's chocolate. crazy yeah but they have really strict rules and I know that my mom went in once and had like an, an entire cart of alcohol. It was like for the Christmas season. And she had my niece who I think was 16 at the time. And uh, my niece reached her hand in to like rearrange something and they would not let my mom make the purchase at all. And wow. so my mom was furious, which I don't, I don't blame her, but yeah, they're, they stick pretty close to that. Of, now, what about a dispensary? I don't know. No. I, it's my understanding you have to be 21, right? 21 to enter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Well, yeah. So, up, right? so I had my funny story about Andrew, another kind of uh, shaming moment, but I didn't find any shame in this. I, I don't know, wanted to tell the ladies, stick it. Um, Shauna and I owned bakeries when Andrew and Carter were younger. So we opened our first bakery when they were two and four and Carter was five at this time. He's our second child. And um, 
Carter was a difficult child. He screamed and cried about everything. Uh, later on, we learned that he had kind of a development issue with his inner ear um, due to his traumatic birth, but I, we didn't know that at the time. So mm -hmm. we were growing the bakery, moved into a new unit. It was huge. We were busy. We we're open seven days a week. Carter loved Transformers. Um, and typically he liked the Transformers that were too challenging to do on his own and would need a mom or dad to help him with it. I tap it was out a on Saturday that. morning. The bakery was busy. Our bakery would have a line out the door and, and it didn't end for a few hours. So Carter screaming and crying. And um, he uh, has this transformer and comes to me and says, well, I need you to do this for me. And I said, right now you need to go back to the office and figure that out yourself or go do, watch a show. I don't care. Do something. When the line goes away, I'll come help you. He throws himself on the floor, screams bloody murder. So I said, go outside, go sit outside in the back by the alley. And when you can stop screaming, you can come in and, and we'll talk. So he's outside screaming and one of the neighbors behind us hears. She comes into the shop through the front door, not through the back door that's open and accessible for Carter. Yeah. And she pulls me aside and says, um, is that your son out back screaming and crying? Yeah, it is. Uh, he, he's fine. I said to her, don't worry about anyone taking him. They're, they're going to bring him back in two minutes. It's, I mean, he's inconsolable and nobody wants to hear that. So, you know, she's like, oh yeah, you know, I talked to him for a while and I realized it was because of his transformer. He was upset. He said he needed help with that. And I said, yeah, he does. And um, we're busy right now. And until he can kind of calm himself down, figure out how to self-soothe, he's going to sit out there and scream and cry. I'm not worried about him. Yeah. And she walked away and that was fine. I, I just don't think I gave her the answer that she wanted. And I didn't, appease Carter or appease her. I left her, I left him sitting out back there until he could physically calm himself down. And sure enough, he did. And he came in and he was able to kind of rationalize the, pro the whole situation. And later, you know, we fixed the transformer situation. But, um, <laughs> but all I could do was look at her and just be like, yeah, no one's going to steal him. I, yeah. Invite him over if you feel so bad. Like, have him over. See yeah. how that goes for you for five minutes. Or fix his fucking works. transformer for him, yeah. lady. Yeah. You want to know how you can be helpful? Yeah. I know. <laughs> can, you, can you read the instructions and do it? It's like a yeah. level 10. I don't know transformers. Yeah. Oh, so, transformers are the worst too. Like oh, that alone, true. like is so frustrating, but then put a screaming kid <laughs> on top of it and then a nosy neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Well, and let me tell you, I mean, Carter, from the time he was two, well, from the time he was born, two weeks old to um, probably about seven, he communicated through screams like he yeah. hardly could ever communicate through words and so mm -hmm. you know you, in order for me to stay sane continue running the business and not inflict pain on the community he had to sit out back that's yeah. what we have to do so and for a moment <laughs> back then this was many many years ago I felt a little bad because someone else noticed it and I think called me out on what they thought was maybe shameful or bad parenting 
But today we laugh about it and I completely still justify what I did. And yeah, we live in a pretty urban place. I don't give a shit. I, it's like, that's what we needed to do for that moment. So to encourage any of those other parents, it, what's important is mental health and you've got to be able to stay sane in order to continue to be a good parent and, you know, take care of yourself before you take care of the kids. So, well, within sight and sound, right. Or sight and sound, uh, you know, it's like, you know, that they're, they're there. And unless you've had a child that has sensory screaming like that, like it's really easy to place judgment. So Mm -hmm. easy. And there was the same thing screamed all the time. We didn't know how to get him to stop. It's like, I don't know why he's doing that. He's yeah. doing it. Um, yeah, it's loud. It's ear piercing. Sometimes you have to put him outside, right? And you're like, he's fine. I can hear him screaming. When he stops screaming, is I'll go check on him. Or, yeah. or if it falls silent, then yeah. you're like, exactly. Oh. You're like, oh, geez. And yeah, we used to joke about the same thing. I'm like, nobody will take him. Like, they will tolerate his screaming like that for about three seconds. <laughs> Like, here you go. Here you go. And it's true. Carter is 17 and he's still with us. He has not been abducted. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I don't think Adler would ever be abducted either. He's a cute kid, but yeah. No. (laughs) He would start beatboxing now and they'd be like, oh, stop it. (laughs) Oh. I do have a really funny story to, to tandem on your fascination. So this is not my story, but I was proxy to the whole thing. My sister, um, she was a teen mom and hopefully we'll have her on the show, but, um, you know, she has two children and her youngest daughter, um, has always, always, um, given her a run for her money. Still, she's 23 and still giving everyone a run for their money, but, um, my sister was in somewhat of a new relationship when I think Alyssa was probably in, I don't know, I would probably say first or second grade. And so, you know, they, my sister and her partner had bought some vibrators and had them appropriately in a bag that was in like a, a drawer or whatever. And so my sister thought that they were safely packed away. So one day my sister gets a phone call from uh, the elementary principal <laughs> and says, well, I have Alyssa in my office, um, but I don't, I don't really know how to say this without being embarrassing or anything, but I'm just going to say it. So apparently Alyssa had found uh, like the little sack of vibrators. And I think that there was three of them in total. <laughs> and Alyssa had brought them to school <gasps> and had handed out... <laughs> Two of the three to her friends. No. <laughs> and uh, the principal had one in his office. So he had had one. <laughs> no. Yeah. And I don't know, to be honest, what happened with the other two. I don't know if she ever had them returned or not. <laughs> but I, like, still to this day when my sister, like, talks about it, she still blushes. She's like, oh, my God. And Alyssa was just like, what? Like, they're cool, you know? They're kind of that spongy material, and they vibrate, and they move around. <laughs> so she thought it would be a good gift, a good gift to go give her friends. That is so What would your sister do if she saw the principal? 
I, yeah, I'm sure that she hid from him and the teacher for like the duration of their time there. But. Oh my. Do you think they had to tell the other parents? I would think probably, I mean, what could, like, what would you do if you're, if Tatum came home with a vibrator that she offered I mean, right. I mean, I thought they had to notify the other parents. Yeah. Like, so this is unfortunate. <laughs> This is what your child was exposed to today in class. That's right. We had a little self-education. <laughs> oh, man. That's so funny. Oh. Yeah. As we talk, wow, what a benefit of being uh, all homebound with because of coronavirus. I guess nothing like that can happen right now. Yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. Unless there's some unfortunate screen sharing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you've heard the stories about the moms walking into mm-hmm. the, their bedroom naked and not mm-hmm. knowing that their kid is in their bed on Zoom with the class. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. I have a friend who's a teacher, and she said that one of the little boys had his computer set up where it was like uh, the camera was facing up his shorts. <laughs> <laughs> So they they could see everything. They had a pretty good angle. Oh everything. no! So oh, I think no. he ended up calling the mom to be like, "Hey, we need to go fix the screen." <laughs> 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 yes, I'm sure there's going to be a ton of funny, unfortunate events like that, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, how many of us who like are doing telehealth like don't change our out of our pajama bottoms, and it's like. A, a mullet almost where it's like professional on top and party down below <laughs> you stand up and everyone sees that you're in your pajamas <laughs> yeah oh boy yeah well Adler definitely comes with a lot of different stories just because he's just so funny but um he was he's always fun to bring to like weddings and stuff because he really likes music and he likes to dance and you know little kids typically don't have rhythm but Adler has so much rhythm like he just we uh tease that he's going to be the next Skrillex like he has the Skrillex haircut where it's shaved and then long on one side and uh he likes to dye it black every now and then but he's our next little Skrillex but when he was like I don't know probably four we went to one of Randall's best friend's weddings and they had the Footloose song come on um it's like I can't remember it's like one of the big famous songs off of Footloose and so Adler like goes on the dance floor and he like kind of starts kicking his legs a little bit and then the next thing we know he is like swinging his hips around and like doing these pelvic thrusts (laughs) to Footloose and it was so funny because it was like Elvis it was like this little Elvis Presley out there just like swinging his hips around in a circle and then a pelvic thrust with a leg kick <laughs> it was drawing a crowd like this crowd was like coming around and being like look at this little kid but it was good like he was good at it and I was like oh man watch out Chippendales here here comes Adler <laughs> there's uh, have- always a backup gig exactly well we we joke Randall and I joke all the time like do we tell him that he could actually make money dancing like that or do we keep a lid on that as long as we can (laughs) (laughs) oh that's good oh he's he's too funny oh we do have that on video maybe we can put that on um 
our Facebook or Instagram. That would be hilarious. So people can kind of see little Adler and his, his dancing, but he's little, he's like, I think he was about four. Kids got moves. He's got some moves. (laughs) Yeah. That is adorable. I I would tell him, I think there's always a, a need to have an idea of what you could do to make backup money. <laughs> oh, 100%. We were like, he can... if you got the talent, go do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause like, he knows he's good at it too. So the other day, like sometimes he'll, he'll just dance really goofy. I mean, Fortnite, all of little characters dance and he'll come up and like, you know, do some little dances uh, jokingly, but then like when he really wants to, uh, he's good. And I'm like, Oh my God, he's just one of those boys that just are not boys, but just kids that is like naturally talented at a lot of things. And so, yeah, we have to kind of hone in on what do we want him to perfect? (laughs) And if he chooses to, you know, perfect his Chippendales dance, that's totally fine. (laughs) But Yeah. Oh, he'd he like be to... the next Magic Mike. Exactly. I know. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, he's going to be Magic Mike next. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. Um, but, yeah, our little Memphis, too. I think I might have told told this story before, but we go to Breckenridge quite a bit. Um, not quite a bit. It's like once a year. We'll stay up there for a week. Um, but little Memphis, he's just so smart with his vocabulary and the way he talks but one night we were staying the night up there and our room happened to be right next to the outdoor heated pool it was probably about eight o'clock I was trying to put Memphis down and there was a water slide and there was kids who were laughing and and screaming as they were going down this water slide and I'm laying there rubbing Memphis's back and Memphis goes mommy what is that and he's like those kids are screaming And I said, yeah, but they're having fun. They're going down the water slide. And we hear another kid go down and they scream real loud. And Memphis goes, mommy, let's get out of this place. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get out of this place. (laughs) It was really horrifying. (laughs) But he brings it up all the time just because he remembers it and remembers me just laughing so hard because I'm like, baby, like, it's fine. We're okay. (laughs) That's cute. That is Um, cute. Yes. All of these cute little stories, you know, it's like when sometimes when these kids can be super challenging, they do these sweet little funny things or they say the funniest things that just make you laugh so hard. And you just really start seeing their personality, right? They're you're like, oh, there you are. That's how you're going to be right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gretch, I'm sure that your kiddos are doing some super cute, funny things. Oh, they do funny stuff on the daily. But um, a not proud moment two weeks ago, I'm getting August in the car seat in the morning. And she likes me to warm up the car before we go out there so the car seat's not cold. And I don't think that I'd gotten the car warm enough or something like that. So I put her in her car seat and I get in the front seat. And uh, all of a sudden she goes, I don't like this fucking car seat. (laughs) (laughs) And I am just speechless. I thought, well, maybe I misheard. It couldn't have been what she said. So I go, what? And she goes, I don't like this fucking car seat. <laughs> like, 
she goes, I want to be in Tatum's car seat. So, of course, as all, you know, practical moms would, I pull out my cell phone to record this, and then I ask her to say it again. <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong? Can you tell me what's wrong? And she did it again. I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, um, fortunately, that she has not said that again or since. Um, but, man, that was a humbling moment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Adler's trying on cussing a little bit more. Um, it's interesting because we don't use the word bastard very, I don't, I don't think I ever use the word bastard. I don't think our Randall does either, but we were, um, again, at camp at Breckenridge. I almost call it camping ridge. That's what Memphis calls it. He calls Breckenridge camping ridge. Um, <clears throat> but we were all sitting down for breakfast and we had had, um, Memphis sleep with Adler one night. And we were sitting around the breakfast table and I asked Adler, um, how'd you sleep last night? And he goes, not very good. That little bastard kept me up all night. <laughs> it was just silent. And I see my mom's face and Randall looks at me and I look at Adler and I was like, what did you just say? And he goes, I didn't sleep well. The little bastard kept me up all night. <laughs> So we all just bust out <laughs> laughing. And I was like, you can't say that. <laughs> you, can't, oh you can't use that word. <laughs> but he was just like, what? Like, what's wrong? Why can't I say that? Why <laughs> can't I call him a bastard? But I was like, oh, God. Oof. <laughs> Where do That's they so hear funny. this stuff? I mean, I don't throw that. I mean, I know I do when, like, I'm talking to adults, but not mm -hmm. with my kids around. I don't say oh. the F-bomb uh, at we, home. Yeah. Oh God, we cuss so much at our house. It's it's bad. Like we don't cuss at each other or around the like at the kids, but the kids you know, are around because there are times that like I'll get on to Randall about how much he cusses around the kids or God the music um, that cusses. But then I'll notice it too. Like I'll turn around and drop the f bomb, and I'm like, oh God, Memphis was standing right there. But yeah, I think they just they pick up on it, right? And they're like, hmm, let's just try this word out. <laughs> Some friends, of, some friends of ours had um, had a story one time where their kiddo, who I think it was about eight at the time, we they had us over for dinner, and that morning he had done this, where he put on a, a new pair of socks, and he goes, "Oh, these socks are so fucking soft." <laughs> <laughs> And they were just Thank like, you. I mean, it's an appropriate use of the word. Like, mm -hmm. I was kind of impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's when it's hard is when they use it so appropriately, right? Like, it just adds enough of, like, a shock that you're like, yeah, you nailed that. Like, <laughs> I don't say it ever again. <laughs> uh, yeah, Randall and I have had conversations of, like, are we going to allow our kids to cuss around us or are we not? And Randall's like, he doesn't care. I mean, his, his dad says the F word. It's like every other word. And like, you can't even censor him. You know, it's like the kids are right there and it's like, burn, geez. Oh, can you not say the F word so many times uh, during this conversation? But I don't know. I'm like, I would prefer them not to cuss. And if they ever do cuss at us, like there are going to be consequences for that. But I don't know. I think just sometimes it's so funny. Like even when adults, you know, when adults use it, 
<laughs> and ways to really emphasize. I'm like, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm sure that we're all going to have some more funny uh, stories after the holidays. Just, I think it's hilarious watching kids' responses as they open gifts that they like or different don't like, uh, you know, and trying to navigate that. But we just hope that all of you guys um, ha are having fun with your kids and enjoying these little moments, these little slip-ups or them being animated using a colorful language that we're able just to stop and laugh or even things that have happened in the past that maybe were bad parenting choices or we felt some shame or embarrassment with that. Oh my gosh, like they can be funny later down the road. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I love hearing that stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. If you guys have any funny videos or any funny stories that you would like us to know about, uh, let us know. Uh, post it on our Facebook or Instagram or email us. We would love to hear it. But like always, thank you very much. This is hard, but you're not alone. Thank you for listening to This Is Hard, our podcast celebrating the hilarious, beautiful, horrific, mysterious, untold, unspoken, disgusting, and amazing adventures of becoming and being a parent. Brought to you by Misty White, Gretchen Levy, and me, Danan Moore. To learn more about This Is Hard, our podcast, follow our organization, Parenting Naked Collaborative, on the web at parentingnaked.com, on Facebook or Instagram at Parenting Naked. Thank you, and until next time, be well.